0: and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so pleased to have you join me today. It's just me today, so I'm going to try to read through my script and avoid the need to edit again. <laughs> so there will probably be some word stumbles, but I know he will forgive me. Uh, today's subject is one I have been thinking about for a long time, and we are going to discuss the Witch's Familiar In the beginning of Hocus Pocus, the Sanderson sisters turn poor Thackeray Binks into a black cat to roam the earth for eternity. Thackeray tries to show his family who he is only to be kicked and called a beast. Historically, the figure of the black cat is associated with witches. These feline friends among, among other animals, 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 were thought to be the evil allies of witches when they did their nefarious deeds. The animals accused were birds, cats, dogs, hares, ferrets, moles, rats, toads, and even horses. I'm sure there are more I'm missing, but you get the idea. The origin of the familiar is only theorized, but the idea was another way that people were accused of and condemned for witchcraft. In 1604, an act was passed stating that associating with and keeping wicked spirits was a felony. People who were accused of witchcraft could be searched for a witch's mark, also called a witch's teat, from which their familiar, and indeed the devil himself, could suckle. Yummy. In modern days, witches' familiars are often also the family pet. Not all pets meet the needs to be a familiar, but it is definitely not unheard of. There are too many different types of familiars to discuss them all today, so I'm just going to narrow it down to a few uh, first, the most iconic, which is companion, the cat. The first recorded case of a person executed for witchcraft in England involved a cat. Guess what the cat was named? Satan. But it wasn't spelled normally it was spelled s-a-t-h-a-n satan performed services for elizabeth francis in exchange for food and the occasional teat suckle he helped elizabeth receive riches in the form of sheep find a suitor abort a pregnancy and then kill the suitor for not marrying elizabeth and thanks for all of these acts of service elizabeth traded satan to her friend, Agnes, in exchange for a cake. It makes one wonder what kind of cake is worth a familiar who can bring you riches and kill suitors. Carrot cake, perhaps? Death by chocolate? Either way, it didn't end well for Elizabeth and she became the first recorded execution in a long line. Cats are closely associated with the spiritual realm. They are believed to be the animal that has the strongest connection to the other side. They have two paws in the astral and two on the earth. The symbolism for cats is elegance, curiosity, independence, protection, and magic. They are associated with the divine feminine. The cat has been domesticated since around 8,000 BCE, and domestication started in the Fertile Crescent. As humans stopped their nomadic lifestyle and began using agriculture, their stored grains attracted rodents. Middle Eastern wildcats took advantage of abundant food and began sticking around where humans lived. Over the thousands of years since, the cats have evolved into the domestic cat that we see today. As we know, in ancient Egypt, uh, cats were worshipped and uh, mummified, Uh, and just revered in general as humans spread, uh, to all corners of the globe. So did their feline companions. I think we stopped mummifying them though. maybe not to each his own, I guess. Uh, today we treat our cats like family. They are no longer only barn dwellers. Many witches keep cats and enjoy their spiritual assistance in their workings. If you have a cat and are interested in doing some magic with your cat, check out The Little Book of Cat Magic by Deborah Blake. For the modern witch, we have grown up with stories of familiars that are heroic or protective or just plain cool, like Hedwig in Harry Potter. Uh, So let's switch it up from the sleek, mysterious cat to the silly, affectionate dog. I'm looking at mine right now laying on the corner of the bed like she owns the place. I have had a lot of dogs in my life. Uh, Currently, I have two. Neither of them are familiars. Roxy, my boxer on the bed right now, is frankly probably not really smart enough. (laughs) And Forrest, my Newfoundland, is not really the spiritual guide type. Uh, Last year, and I've talked to you guys about this, last year I lost... The dog that I believe in my heart was my first familiar. Chaka was a wonderful companion, and he was my absolute soul friend. Uh, I still feel him with me and probably talk to him more than some would think a sane person would talk to a dead dog. Um, But I feel him. And whenever I do spiritual work, I really feel him with, with me. I'm a firm believer that we attract what our soul really needs in a familiar. I was not looking for a familiar when Chaka came into my life, but come he did, and we connected in the most profound way. We bonded over a time when I had the need for a nurturing companion. He spent many days in bed with me while I nursed migraines. I was suffering from chronic excruciating migraines, and he was next to me through the entire ordeal. Um, When I started feeling better and was able to get up and move around and do things, um, instead of being my nursemaid, he became my gardening buddy. Um, Tammy Billups, author of Soul Healing with our Animal... Let's try that again. Author of Soul Healing with our Animal Companions touches more on how like calls to like in her book. She was teaching a class on animal compassion at a local animal shelter to children between six and eight years old. She asked the kids which animal they liked best and why. Quoted from her book, Olivia, with a huge enthusiastic smile on her face, was the first to raise her hand. She said with a giggle that the dog at the shelter she liked best was Harvey because he was happy, Fun. and like to play a lot. When I called upon the chi- the chi- quiet child, the quiet child in the back of the room, who was sitting by himself, he said the dog he was drawn to was Chloe because she just looked sad and like she needed a friend. Dogs symbolize adaptability, family, friendship, affection, loyalty, and devotion, patience. Perseverance, bravery, protection, sensitivity and insight, purpose, and happiness. Any dog person would agree with all of these 100%. Um, if you are interested in learning more about how to work with your dog magically, check out the book of dog magic by Sophia with Denny Sargent. Uh, here's another sh- a short list of other animal magic books. Um, Animal Magic by DJ Conway, uh, DJ Conway has written tons and tons of books. Um, that will be probably a pretty old one cause she's passed away, but I'm sure it's full of great information. Uh, Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. I actually just picked up and looked at that book at, uh, my local metaphys store the other day and didn't buy it. I bought something else instead. No, I don't remember which one but, um, it looks like a great book. Bird Magic by Sandra Kinds. I know nothing about that book, but it is published by Llewellyn. Actually, all of these are published by Llewellyn. Um, The Elements of Horse Spirit. I've seen quite a few of, uh, a few books that work with horses and horse magic. So if you own horses, if you're lucky enough to own horses or work with horses in any way. um, The Elements of Horse Spirit by Deborah D'Angelo. And then I mentioned uh, Tammy Billups. She's written several books, uh, one of which I mentioned earlier and then also Animal Way Showers. So those are all great resources to look into. And now, I am going to share today's spell. Uh, Today's spell I am pulling from the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells by Judica Illis, the lovely and wonderful Judica Illis. Um, And the spell is the Animal Ally Invitation Spell. Quoting from the book, Although you can bring any animal into your home, you cannot force it to be your familiar. This profoundly affectionate relationship built on love, respect, and personal chemistry must develop independently. Likewise, animal alliances cannot be forced. They may, however, be requested. Many believe that we are each born with the alliances we need, whether animal, botanical, or spiritual. The key is to discover these alliances and learn how to work with them for the maximum power and benefit. Various methods exist for discovering allies and requesting new relationships. Many card-based divination systems exist. Animal allies also manifest themselves in your dreams. Any animal or species that appears consistently to you, whether in dreams or in waking life, may be an ally or may, be, may potentially become one. If you desire a specific alliance, request it via a combination of your altar and visualization. And now for the animal ally invitation spell. Choose a focal image for your altar, something that represents your ally for you. Use a toy, a photograph, or an image. It's more crucial that it resonates strongly for you than that is that it is a literal depiction surround it with objects or images that would normally be used to lure this creature a dish of honey for instance summons a bear make invitation make the invitation as strong as possible if you can find candles in the shape of your desired ally or its food add them to the altar grind cinnamon and frankincense together and burn them as a spirit-summoning incense. In addition to step two, offer literal food, a dish of milk for a snake, for instance. Alternately, burn images of appropriate food. Relax, let your eyes go slightly out of focus, and await visitations. Try this for up to 30 minutes a day until you receive results. Although this spell requests a waking vision, realistically, your response may still occur during your dreams. Have paper and pen by your bedside to record any significant dreams. Judica always has great stuff to share, and it's such a wonderful book. Again, it was Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells by Judica Illis. And now we are going to do our card poll. For today's card poll, appropriately, I pulled from my Witches Familiar deck by Barbara Michael-John Free and Slavia Kate Peters. I'm very sorry if I, I uh, butchered those. Um, it was also designed by Kate Osborne. This deck was a gift from my dear friend, Allie. Thank you, Allie my first Anahata's friend. Uh, And I pulled a card before I started and I pulled the Raven, which stands for determination. From the book. Inner conflicts buried so deep, magical omens, secrets to keep, determinations, goals, fly high, rise up on darkened wing and fly. I call upon Raven to assist me, and harness this power, so mote it be. The Familiar's Message It is from the great void that I have flown in, with a supernatural determination that would would serve you well as you face your adversities. Sorry, it's very small print, and I don't have my reading glasses, so bear with me here. Mystery and magic of the Ancient Ones called upon my macabre presence To help and support you through these dark times from my elevated perch i have observed observed i have observed those who fear you and have watched each time you've been knocked back heavy responsibilities have caused misgivings yet you continue to carry the burden of wisdom and knowledge that others desire or begrudge let the key to your success be persistence As you rise up in the face of difficulties, allow my black wings to support you as we fly high above obstacles. My piercing call summons the ancestors for protection, whilst they banish actions birthed from black thoughts. Stand strong as a carrier of raven magic and never let anyone ruffle your feathers as you fearlessly cast light into the darkness with great tenacity. Familiar's foresight. You are about to learn a valuable lesson. Magic is in the air. Visions of prophecy are gifted to you. Rid yourself of inner fears. Use your wits. Make your voice heard. And don't let others make a meal of you. Something special is about to happen. Now, Raven witchy tips. Write with a raven feather in your Book of Shadows. Use raven feathers for extraction healing work. Hang raven feathers at windows and doorways with bells to ward off malevolence. Hold a raven feather to seek visions. Two ravens accompanied Odin, chief of the Norse gods. The Irish goddess Morrigan had many different disguises, and one of which was the raven on the battlefield. And there you have it, my friends. A card pulled from The witch's Familiar was the raven, um, actually. So just a small anecdote before I go. Um, I grew up in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and there was a um, wildlife refuge kind of place like where they took in animals that were injured or whatever and could not be returned safely to the wild. Uh, and there was this really funny raven there. And every time we went, my dad would pick up a pebble and toss it in the raven's uh, cage. And the raven would go and pick it up and bring it and spit it out of the cage again. So (laughs) he would play fetch with the raven. And they are so, so, so intelligent. Um, Just amazing, amazing birds. We don't have ravens uh, on the East Coast where I live but I do miss them from the West coast where I'm from or not the West coast. I'm not from the West coast. I'm from the Southwest. Uh, but yeah, no ravens here. But we do have crows. Crows are wonderful too. Now I'm really pleased that y'all joined me today and I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Monday and we will see you next time. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.